All right, so uh, this morning, uh, as Linda leads us in the scripture lesson, um, we're going to do this together. Please notice, and we did this intentionally in the King James Version, and if you can't see the screens, it's 137 in your hymnals, but um, let's say the 23rd Psalm together, shall we? The Lord Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks Thanks be to God. The what? Yeah, the Monday night study. I love the title of the book because it goes against everything that we are kind of taught today in society. That we live in a time that is, is, as far as I can see, more than any other time, at least in my history, that we are living 24-7. And I don't mean just living, but we are filling every waking moment with something. So few of us anymore take that time to do Sabbath, and I want to I, I talk about that, and, and particularly I, I think of, um, I, was, I was talking to Evan um, this morning, uh, who's our bass player junior in high school, and said, are you as busy as Cora? Well, there's no comparison, but, but you know, there's a reason she got sick last night after coming home late. It's just been nonstop, and, and she doesn't know, she knows I'm saying this about her, she doesn't know what to do with any downtime. She doesn't just sit and read a book. She doesn't do any of those things. Evan doesn't. So many of our kids do not anymore know what to do with anything quiet. And it's, 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 it's something that more and more sociologists and psychologists are saying it's, it's going to really be challenging later on in life. But it comes from us. We are so driven. 24-7 is what drives us. 24-7. There are expectations at our jobs 24-7. I, I, I hear so many of you talk about retirement. I have high hopes for retirement. Every time I have a conversation with you, I get scared. Because what's the quote that I hear most often? I'm busier now than I ever was before. Correct? Yeah. And so the name of the book was 24-6. And that there is, is, I understand it wasn't a great book, but I love the title. And, and it is because it's so appropriate to, to, to look at our lives that way. As I said, we're driven, our children are driven, our lives are driven. Everything has to have a place and we have to be busy, it seems, all the time. And so here we have this psalm, this beautiful psalm, the 23rd Psalm. And it begins with two words, which are the Lord. And let me just look at that for a second. In a time in history, in that time in history, 
that word Lord was synonymous with the word king. And I know that some of you are in the Bible study, so this is going to be a review. But, and it was up to the king to make sure that everyone in that kingdom had what they needed. And everyone in the kingdom had an absolute dependency on that king, and not in a bad way. There was a trust that was filled. And, and then we move and we begin to look at this metaphor. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. I shall not want. This is the one that we are to follow. This is the one who provides everything we could possibly need. This Lord, this God, is there as the guide, the protector, the provider. And until we understand that, and particularly how difficult that is for us in this country, in this time, when we really aren't dependent on anything, we, we, we want for almost nothing other than some relational things. And so to look at this psalm through that lens may be challenging. And particularly to look at Sabbath through that lens may be challenging. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now look at the next line. What's that second word? If you take out the fifth. <laughs> makes. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. When's the last time you laid down in a green pasture? Okay, I, Linda has. But, but there's a reason that word is there, friends. That a part of the provision of God, a part of the guidance of God, a part of God's hope for us is that we will look at the law the law that was set out even in the creation story, where on the seventh day, God... Okay, God didn't need to rest. You've heard me say that before. God is God, doesn't need to rest. What God did was took a step back, basically, and looked with awe at all of creation and looked at each piece and took the time to just be overwhelmed with that. It's so interesting that in Scripture, the word fear and the word awe go together. There is no separation of those. We are to be in awe of that. But the only way to do that is to stop. And that's why in the beginning of Genesis, there is that Scripture that says, now take a Sabbath. And now we look to Exodus and the Ten Commandments, which are so many, thou shalt not, until you come to this one beyond honoring your father and mother, this one says, keep the Sabbath and make it holy. Set apart that day and dwell in that presence. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean just sit, as you'll hear in just a few moments. But 24-6 is an appropriate way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me creates the need for us to make us lie down in green pastures. And by the way, sheep will not, sheep will not drink from disturbed water. The only way a sheep will drink deeply 
is when the water is glass, still. Hmm, I wonder how that relates to Sabbath. What do you think? It is in the stillness. It is in the wonderment. It is in the creation. It is in the placidness that we most readily hear that voice of God. He leadeth me beside still waters. But there's more to it than that. God as provider provides everything we need. The green pastures are where the sheep are most um, nutrient filled. The waters that they drink deeply are where their, their thirst is most fully quenched. God is that provider, but are we dependent? The Lord is my shepherd, my guide, my leader. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. And out of that, what then happens? He restoreth my soul. When was the last time that you allowed God to restore your soul? Because it is only out of that that this next line comes in. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The shepherd knows the paths. The shepherd knows how to lead the sheep toward those right paths. If we don't have that lens, if we don't have those opportunities set aside, it's, it's let's just say it's a whole lot more difficult to find those right paths. Our whole lives should be defined by our relationship with God. Our whole lives should be defined by the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Our whole lives should be centered in those kinds of priorities. Well, this becomes primary, not some secondary or thirdly area or fourthly area kind of thing. But the recognition first that the Lord is our shepherd. Now, why all of that? Because then comes this next thing. And this is why it's used in so many memorial services, because it is one of the few psalms that really names death. And yet, that word is is not supposed to be necessarily death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the deepest darkness, or even the shadow, I will fear no evil. How can we come to terms with that? I will, I will bet that not one of us in this congregation hasn't walked through some deep darkness. I'll bet not one of us have, have not had to come to terms with whatever this means. First service, there were no less than eight people who asked for prayer around issues of cancer with friends or family members. You talk about deep darkness and fear. It's an incredible thing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of deepest darkness, I will have no fear. I fear not because because of all of those things that I have done before. All of those things. For thou art with me. Thy rod and my staff, they comfort. All of those moments that we spent, all of those Sabbath times that we spent become that understanding that the staff of the shepherd was for multiple things. Very much like the voice of the shepherd was for multiple things. It was for guidance, but it was also for protection. 
It was also to bring comfort to the flock because through that staff and through that voice, the sheep knew that they would be safe or that they would be able to get through whatever danger surrounded them at that moment. Thus, the rod and the staff become that place of comfort. There is something that happens with people who take a Sabbath. I don't know how many times I've been in a hospital room with folks who who are filled with faith, who really have no fear, no matter what happens, have no fear. And it's not about necessarily God trying to heal them. It is about knowing that God is in there with them. That God is with them when chemotherapy happens or radiation, that God is with them before and after and during surgery, that God is with them no matter what. And God is with them sometimes through the hands and the feet and the eyes and the voices of other servants of God. And they fear not. They fear not anything. But it requires us to dwell in that presence in intentional ways in order to receive that. So here are some examples that you came up with about what Sabbath could look like, and then we'll finish the song. You ready? Here are ten of them. And by the way, um, you came up, like I said, with 104 things. 18 of those things were faith-related. And these are the 104 things to do before you're 90 and three-quarter years old. 18 around faith, 30 around love and relationships, 70 around health, 21 around service. And I know if you've done the math, you said that comes out to more than 104. There were so many that kind of cross-pollinated and so counted those that way. But what I was able to do was pull out 23 of those things that could be Sabbath-oriented. Here are some examples. Take a lengthy walk in a rainforest, but without headphones. Fly a kite on the beach. Spend a full day in nature without an agenda. Watch a sunset from beginning to end. I love this one. Poke through a tide pool, tide pool, tide pool with a child and watch. Climb a tree. Spend the night under the stars and count the satellites and count the shooting stars. Walk barefoot through the grass and feel it tickling your toes. Stand in the surf and let the waves bury your feet. Stand on top of a mountain. But in the midst of every single one of those, experience fully all of the things that are a part of that. The rhythm of the waves as the waves come and the sand shifts beneath your feet and finally your feet get covered. (coughs) Feeling every blade of grass as you walk barefoot through it. Allowing the child to identify the things in that tide pool. There's something about all of this that stirs something deep, deep within us. 
And what's so amazing is, no matter what of those 10 things or the other 13 things or the other things on that list, that what we realize suddenly is that God has provided these things in incredible abundance. And that's what the rest of this psalm is about. No matter what's happening in our lives, those things are readily available to us. And what does it now say? Next one, Tom. Thou preparest a table. Or how about thou preparest the earth before me in the presence of my challenges? Thou anointest my head with oil, which is that, that acceptance, that place that I have not only a place at this table, but a celebrated place on this planet. And there is so much abundance that my cup runneth over. There's so much that I I see around me that I can no longer stop but admire and be overwhelmed by it. And then comes the next piece. Surely goodness and mercy shall, and that's the wrong word. Follow me is not the right word. The right word is pursue me. Think about it. Surely goodness and mercy shall pursue me all the days of my life. God's goodness and mercy. It's so Wesleyan. It's so Wesleyan. God's provenient grace, that grace that goes before us and is around us and constantly wooing us into a deeper understanding of God. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me. For that is the essence of God all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, this beautiful creation, forever. Or the other way, for the rest of my life. But friends, it begins and ends with Sabbath. And then it begins again with Sabbath. There is nothing more important than Sabbath. But... This final thought on this Peace with Justice Sunday, it can't end with us. It can't just be about us. Because there are tons of places on this planet that are looking for that kind of peace. And it is also up to us to provide those things. I shared, we have a family in the church, five children, single mom. And they need a couch and a chair And they live in Auburn, and they're so worried about the fact that that will put somebody out of their way to try and deliver that. I look at what was done at Lazy F last weekend and how that will influence and impact a wide array of children and youth and families. I look at what we do at Hammond House and Sophia Way and so many other places like Andrews Glen. But let's not forget that we have needs here as well in this congregation. And that's what the next piece of worship is about. Prayer time. Friends, I'm asking that you take a Sabbath. Take a Sabbath. And I know it's hard to carve it out. But transformation in our souls, restoration in our souls comes out of this. So with all that in mind, let's say the psalm one more time together. Tom, can we do that? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul.
leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. 